carbs, carbohydrates. These might just be your toddler or preschooler's love language. And today I'm talking about what too much carbs actually looks like. This is a question that one of y'all submitted. Is there such a thing as too much carbs? So let's talk about it. When can carbs be a problem? Can they be a problem? How to feel about your little one's obsession with all things carbohydrates. Welcome back to Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist, mom of two, and I'm actually about to go hop on an airplane, so I sound pretty calm, but I'm actually kind of like, am I going to be late to the airport? We'll find out. I'm going to speak at a conference on building influence as a dietitian, so that should be fun. But anyway, today we're talking all about carbs, feeding toddlers made easy. If you are new here, this is where we talk about all those questions that come up when feeding your little one, and I walk you through it with everything you need to know, with a research-backed approach, because I'm a dietitian. We believe in science, and so that's our thing. Okay, here we go. But before we totally dive into the combo today, we need to do a brief review of what carbohydrates are, because a lot of times it's not so much carbs that feel like the villain, but certain types of carbs. Just why I, I know I just said the word villain, I do use an approach to food that I call all foods fit. I didn't make that up. Other people say that too. So I don't believe any foods are actually the villain. I don't believe any foods need to be completely off limits. That's the framework that I use. And if that sounds weird to you coming from a dietitian, I encourage you to stick around so you can hear where I'm coming from. You may still choose to disagree with me, but you might end up realizing that we share some more common ground than you'd think. I've gotten comments when I've shared videos on Instagram like just buying crackers for my kids and people say things like, this is so disappointing coming from a dietitian. Or like, I might not be a dietitian, but I know that's not healthy. So having an open mind, you know, it's really a special thing that not everybody has. And I have learned that lesson over and over again by being on the internet. So if you feel like you are someone who's able to open their mind, hear different perspectives, I admire you for that. Not everybody can do that. If you're already on board with this whole all foods fit perspective, maybe you followed me for a while, thank you for listening in today. I'm glad you're here. So I, I meandered a little bit there, but here's an overview of what foods actually count as carbohydrates. We have our sugars, our starches, and our fibers, and I'll talk about what fits into each of those categories. So sugars, these can be added sugars, like what you'd find, you know, in candy, cakes, cookies, soda, or they can be natural sugars, which you'd find in fruit, vegetables, and milk, including like yogurt, you know, you'll see sugar content in yogurt and there is mostly naturally occurring sugars there, so it can be a little bit confusing. Things like maple syrup, honey, agave, coconut sugar, those are all added sugars. Doesn't mean they're totally off limits, it's just that's that differentiation there that they are just counted as added sugars. Then we have our starches. These are the complex carbohydrates and include things like grains, bread, cereal, pasta, and some vegetables too, like corn, potatoes, 
And then our third group is the fiber. And this is also a complex carbohydrate. And your body cannot break it down, which kind of sounds like a problem, but it's not. It supports the digestive system. You've probably already heard, you know, fiber is good for you. Got to get in a certain amount of fiber each day. It can help you feel full, helps with constipation, and can even help lower cholesterol and blood sugar. So fiber is awesome. It's found in carbohydrate foods, including fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains. That's not a complete list, but I do have more. If you need fiber suggestions for your little one or constipation help, go to momknowsnutrition.com and search for fiber or search for constipation. I've got a lot for you there. Now, you probably look at a carb like a potato chip differently than you look at a carrot, right? We should be able to agree that some carbs are more beneficial to the body, like fruits, veggies, whole grains, and some are not as beneficial to the body, like cotton candy and animal crackers. When you ask the question about, is there such a thing as too much carbs, you have to think about the types of carbs that are being eaten and the amount in relation to the rest of their diet. So let's talk about how much of their diet should be carbohydrates. There's no exact amount here, and it will be about 50% of their diet. It might be a little bit more. It might be a little bit less. That may sound high. That may sound surprising, but that is what their bodies need, especially as they are growing. They are so active. They're always moving unless they're sleeping, am I right? Or maybe zoned out in front of a show. But other than that, they're usually moving and they are growing. They need a lot of energy to be able to do that. And carbohydrates are a good preferred source of fuel for their body. When we look at the overall amount of carbohydrates, if we're just kind of like lump them all together, how much is too much in their diet, if they are only eating foods that are listed as carbohydrates and they're not eating any protein foods, they're not eating fats, that's going to be a problem. If we're saying like every meal, it is only pure carbs, but that is rare. And so if they are very limited in their diet, you do want to come again, visit my website, search for picky eating. I have a picky eater starter guide. And that's right at the very top bar on my website in purple. I will help you out. You don't have to be stuck there. The other thing I want you to know is to not get stuck on one meal. So you might think, okay, it's dinner time. I have served. I always try to come up with like different examples off the top of my head when I think about meals. And I pretty much always say the same thing. (laughs) I'll be like, we'll have chicken or we'll have salmon. But okay, say you serve. Let's go with shrimp, okay? We're having shrimp tacos for dinner. That sounds incredible. Okay, we're having shrimp tacos with some veggies, some salsa, you know, all the taco fixings and some rice on the side. And your little one is only eating the tortilla, nothing else. And you're like, "Mm, okay, so you're just eating carbohydrates. I don't want you to get stuck on that one meal because... It is very common and normal for them to spread out their macronutrient intakes. Remember, macronutrients are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. And they're going to kind of spread that out to balance it out over the course of a couple days. So think about like three to five days of their diet versus that one meal. We as adults 
have the nutrition knowledge and education to know that, okay, it's pretty good if you have your protein, your like whole grain or, you know, some sort of starchy vegetable and maybe a green leafy vegetable and we've got our healthy fat. And so we kind of can put that together and think about all of that. They're not doing that. And you know, you cannot force them to eat anything. If you're a parent and you've tried, you probably know it doesn't really go very well. And you can't expect that just because you put it on their plate that they're going to eat it. They're going to eat a variety. So it's okay when they don't. Their body, if you give them the access to the different food groups, it's very common that they will get what they need from the different macronutrients, but spread out over a bigger period of time. And that's okay. That's fine. So we don't need to worry about it. We don't need to freak out when they're only eating carbs at one meal. However, if you find that that's kind of always their preference, then there will be meals where I say, don't serve a carb. If you feel like they're not getting a variety, you can skip it sometimes, and that's okay. Or go with a low-carb, say like a vegetable or berries, something like that, where they're still getting a food group that is good for them, but then maybe alongside something like a protein a good healthy fat like avocados and, I don't know, eggs, okay? That's an example. Let's talk about the grains and the starchy carbs. There are some diet approaches that do eliminate these, that say you should not eat grains at all. I do not believe that there is value in that for your toddler unless there's some sort of allergy, something going on where they really cannot eat it. But grains do have good benefits from them, especially whole grains that is going to support their digestive system. They're also usually not as protein lacking as you think, even the white carbs, okay? So for example, this is not for every single one, but usually foods that we think of as carbs are not pure carbohydrate. If you look at if it's a product in a package that you can look at the nutrition facts, It's not going to be only carbohydrate and have zero for fat, zero for protein. There's usually a combination, not always, but pretty much uh, almost all the time, okay? And I want you to remember that when you're feeling stressed out that they're only eating the carbs. So for example, a Thomas's brand original bagel, you know, you can buy it in the bread aisle. This is just a plain white bagel. It still has nine grams of protein in a bagel. That is a really good amount of protein, especially for a small child whose full daily needs of protein are somewhere around like 15 to 30 grams. And then if we bring the whole grain in there, the Thomas's whole wheat bagel has 11 grams of protein and it also has 7 grams of fiber. So yes, fiber is a carbohydrate, but we know it's that really good beneficial to their digestion kind of carbohydrate. So we can see that it's not like they're just getting pure starch and nothing else. But it is normal for you to kind of be like, you know, I remember this one time, I don't even know how she got all of these things at once, but I remember one time that Amelia was a toddler, Teddy was at swim lessons, we were just hanging out there, and she had like, she had a whole bagel, she had crackers in her hand. I think I just brought like a ton of different foods for them because I knew we were going to be outside for a while. So she's got a bagel, she's got crackers, and she's got a banana like all out. 
And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is such a carb festival. But why did I think that? Why did I have that thought? And that comes back to what our diet culture and what our society has made us feel about these foods and that these are the ones that are the least nutritious for you or these are the ones that make you gain weight or these are the ones that you can't be trusted around or you can't trust yourself around these foods. So I want you to ask yourself those questions of like, why? Why am I worried when I see them eating a lot of carbs? And it's okay. Like you're having this conversation with yourself. Nobody's judging you. Nobody even hears it. But say to yourself, am I worried that this could make them overweight? Is that a fear that I have? Am I worried that they're not going to get a well-rounded diet? Am I worried that they're not going to grow well? Am I worried that I just feel like a bad parent when this is all they want to eat? Like, of course, they just want to eat the crackers. They don't want to eat the strawberries and blackberries that I packed. Or they don't want to eat the carrots and the peppers. Like, you're not bad when these things happen. And they're not bad either. It's it's just food. It's just food. And we have so many opportunities to get a wide variety of foods in them. Now, let's talk about sweets for a little bit. Because that one is a type of carbohydrate that I do like to limit And that's mainly because when we get into these foods that are really high in added sugars, lots of fats sometimes as well that are not the ones that do the most for the body, these added sugars really are just, they're just calories. And when your child is at this young age and so many of their calories are doing a job, they're literally building their bodies, they're growing, they're building their brains. We want to make sure that we do have a good amount of nutrient-dense foods in their diet. And the problem is that if they're eating a lot of those sweets with the added sugars, it kind of crowds out the room for other things that we want to be in their diet. So it's not necessarily that these foods are bad. I mean, they are not good for their teeth. We know that. We know that they're not contributing a ton of nutritional value. But it's also then a problem because we're crowding out the other things. We're not having enough room for those other foods that are going to be more beneficial in their body. Talking about the amount and the frequency and all that of sweets is something that is worth a whole other episode. Okay, in episode number 11, I talk about if your toddler is obsessed with sugar or your child is obsessed with sugar. So if you are feeling like that's the specific problem we have, then definitely go check out episode 11. We do also have a lot of protein and fiber boosting alternatives now to those traditional carbs. So if you have a picky eater and you're like, Casey, I really am feeling stuck because they don't eat the protein food when I offer it. Like they don't eat eggs. They don't eat meat. They don't eat fish. What am I supposed to do there? Now, I do have a blog post, What to Do If They Don't Eat Meat, that is incredibly helpful. But what I'll say right now is there are lots of awesome options available in the grocery stores now, even for things like pasta, rice, even snacky foods like hippies, H-I-P-P-E-A-S, hippies. That is like a snack puff and it's got a bunch of protein and fiber in it which you're not going to find in like a Cheeto, right? 
So there are those alternatives that you can look for so that you can branch them out from the foods that they really like with something a little bit different that has that protein and fiber and maybe some fats in there too that boost. So let's just kind of wrap it up here and get our head around when is their carb intake a problem? If they are routinely not eating their other macronutrients, their proteins, their healthy fats, if they're, that's like a, a hard no, then we've got to say, okay, can I, one, like I was just saying, find some of those alternatives like the higher protein pasta, the higher protein rice, the higher protein snacks, so that I do know that they're getting, and what, honestly, when I say higher protein, I also mean higher in iron. Like there's other nutrients, not just the protein. It's pretty easy to get enough protein. It's really the other things that come along with those protein-rich foods that I want to make sure that they are getting. So things that are bean-based or lentil-based, those are really wonderful because they're going to have a lot of nutrition in there for them. The other problem is if they're just snacking too much. So a lot of times if they are snacking too much, they want those kind of like crunchy, salty, or maybe sweet foods. Like just those snacky foods tend to be those very processed carbohydrate foods. And if you feel like that's the problem, then we need to think about their access to those foods. Number one, I was talking to a mom the other day. I did this event. I don't know if you know Dr. Becky on Instagram. She's awesome. Dr. Becky at Good Inside, I did a picky eater talk in there inside their membership. And this mom had asked me, you know, my, she said my three-year-old, he was picky eater. I can't remember what her exact question was, but she was just describing how he kind of, oh, she was saying he only wants like crackers and chips, but she was describing how he and his sister do have access to like easy access at their level in the pantry, in the fridge. And so she's worried about, like, do I need to limit that? And what I said is that for these little ones, it's really best if you have them on this set schedule of meals and snacks and they don't have free access to snacks throughout the day because as soon as they get into that kind of habit routine of, like, I'm going to have a little snack here, I'm going to have a little snack there, they're not eating as well at meals and they only really want those snacky kinds of foods. So it kind of just reinforces that issue. The last thing that I'll say, because I got this question a lot and it's related, is that if they are having too much fruit, people want to know what is too much fruit. If they're having GI issues, if they're getting that diarrhea, you know, because they ate a half of a watermelon, then you know that that's too much watermelon for them. And that's okay. You can just tell them, you know, I, I can give you two slices of watermelon right now. But I know that it's going to upset your tummy if you have more than this. So we'll definitely have more tomorrow. I just don't want you to have a bellyache. That's fine. You can do that. The other thing is just offering it less frequently throughout the day. So if you find like they're all in on the fruit and yes, it's both crowding out other nutrients, other foods, and they, it also is resulting in, in stomach problems then don't serve it at every meal or snack. Like cut down the frequency of the times that you're offering it so they can still hopefully eat the amount that they want at one sitting, but you just aren't offering it as much. So you can play around with that and see what works best for your child. I hope that today's episode 
made you feel less worried about your little one's carb intake, brought up some good questions for you to ask yourself about why why is this a worry for me? What is going on specifically with my child? Is this something that we need to address or are they just totally normal kid who happens to enjoy carbs because that's what they do and it's actually good for their growing body. So if this is helpful, I would love for you to leave me a five-star rating and a review in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. I absolutely just am over the moon when you guys do that for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have in the past or if you're going to do that right now, please know that I see it. I appreciate it. I love it. And I will chat with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.